so uh, this is uh, August 18th, the ranking of video game movies. Um, I'll be leading this one today. I'm Kudro with my uh, with my uh, fellow co-hosts uh, Quinn hey guys. and Colton. Hey. So to jump into it, uh, this movie kind of starts out uh, in medias res. Uh, you know, you're starting. Uh, you see the very first scene is Nathan, Nathan Drake, played by Tom Holland, uh, kind of starting off. Uh, he wakes up and he's on this, uh, his foot strapped to this cargo <laughs> that's tied to a plane that's floating through the air. And then you see him uh, trying to grab, go back onto the plane. And then that ends up cutting into when his brother. So his basically we're. Now we're going back in the past, like 12 years or something like that. Uh, Nathan and his brother are trying to steal a map. Uh, they get they end up getting caught. Uh, because this has been multiple offenses at this point, Sam ends up leaving the orphanage rather than go to jail. Uh, and But before he goes, he ends up leaving his ring with Nathan. It's like, you know, it's kind of this assurance. Hey, I'm going to come back for you one day. And then we do yet another time skip. Uh, here we see, uh, Tom, here we see Nathan, you know, he's, uh, you know, more to the present day. Uh, he's, uh, current, you see him working as a bartender and it seems like he's like, you know, one of the main things that he's doing here is, uh, you know, showing off and, uh, particularly the wealthy patrons as he, you know, pickpockets them. But here, here is where he meets, uh, Sully. A, uh, played by Mark Wahlberg, a uh, treasure hunter who, uh, you know, kind of ties up, who kind of gets involved with Nathan because, you know, Sully was working with Sully was working with his brother and uh, Sully spent a lot of time talking about Nathan. So Sully wants to work with Nathan on a new on a new adventure to try to get the treasure that they were going after. So uh, in order to do that, like, you know, after call it a bit of a rocky start to their relationship. Uh, they end up, uh, they end, uh, Nathan ends up working with uh, Sully because he wants to find Sam. That's his main motivation. Uh, so the very first thing they have to do is they got to steal a couple of keys. Uh, they end up uh, going to an auction to steal them, which, uh, which one of the things that we get introduced here is that there's another, you know, because there always is in these types of movies, uh, there's another uh, interested party in that treasure, and this one establishes the Moncada. Fa- Am I pronouncing that right? Moncada family. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, the Moncada family. Uh, you know, he starts talking. Oh, I forget the character's name. Um, the uh, villain character. Yeah. So- uh, Santiago. That's right. So Santiago. Santiago Montago. Uh, this very wealthy family. He's interested in buying the cross because as we, as some of the history that's discussed in the movie was that uh, the treasure that they're looking for was actually gotten by Ferdinand Magellan's crew and then hidden away from him, which uh, the Moncado family apparently funded that expedition specifically for that treasure, which that, which Magellan decided to hide from them. So, you know, the Moncada family seemingly has spent all these hundreds of years kind of bitter about that and wanting to find it again. And apparently in order to do that, they need to find two keys in order to get to the treasure, one of which is being sold at this auction that they're currently at. Uh, 
uh, working with the Moncada family is this treasure hunter named Braddock, uh, who Sully has a bit of a history with, you know, uh, we can tell it's very rocky by their first interaction because it's, you know, they're seemingly at odds with one another. So uh, long, basically after the, uh, after some neat little action sequences where uh, they're, where Nathan Drake is fighting some is fighting this like couple henchmen, one with a very thick Scottish accent, ends up uh, ends up stealing the key to the auction, and then they have to travel. And then Nathan Drake and Sully end up traveling to Barcelona to get the other to get the other key from Sully's former partner named a woman named Chloe. Uh, and then. She she ends up stealing the first cross from them. You have this one of Colton's favorite things: chase sequences. So many chase sequences! <laughs> oh my gosh! Like Indiana Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're you're running you're running through the city streets. Uh, you're you're running along rooftops into traffic. All that all that fun stuff that we know Colton adores. <laughs> Oh, well, let's see here. Uh, basically, uh, but basically after like, you know, Chloe, after Tom, God damn it, I keep wanting to call him by the actor's name. After Drake uh, talks to uh, <laughs> Chloe, it's like, you know, she she realizes that even if she has the keys, she doesn't know where the treasure is. So she ends up agreeing to work with Sully and Nate in order to find the gold. So then they start doing like all this investigative work. They, um, they have to go into this cathedral. They end up doing like a bunch of stuff like, uh, going through like these underground catacombs, you have this really int- you have this really interesting fight scene in the middle of a Papa John's, some very obvious and more blatant product placement that I've ever seen. That's and, a pretty funny line. He comes in, I, I'm in the middle of a Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think and it was sure for comedic effect. Yeah. You know, though, that is actually one thing I will compliment the movie on, though. It's like uh, all these winding passageways and stuff all end up leading into modern landmarks, which does actually make sense after, like, you know, a few hundred years. So, yeah. Yeah, I suppose I suppose you're not wrong. Right. Uh, it's like Magellan and his men. They knew it was going to still be there, but it was just in a Papa John's. Like thinking about <laughs> Papa John's made me angry because it's. <laughs> Not very good pizza, but the idea was funny. Right. <laughs> well, I'll have to have, maybe one day we'll have to have a ranking of pizza chains. <laughs> uh, but any so basically, afterwards they end up finding the key. Uh, well, they well they get the keys to where they need to go in this in this underground uh, in this underground chamber. They find a bunch of pots, and inside the pots they don't find the gold. They find a map. Which, act, which is going to lead to the location of where the gold actually is. But before, uh, and Chloe betrays Nathan and Sully, uh, you know, surprising no one, I'm sure. Uh, basically, like, you know, she gives, uh, she gives Nathan a, uh, you know, some ominous, some ominous advice about how, like, you know, you really shouldn't trust Sully. He knows more than he's letting on before knocking him out. And then the very next scene, uh, Nathan and Sully are talking to realize, and then Sully confesses that his brother died because he left him to die effectively after he got shot on the job, which causes a lot, of, which causes quite a bit of friction between those two. But they still, but you know, 
they still end up working together again. Um, they end up following, Chloe ends up uh, joining forces with Braddock and Moncada. Uh, then they still, then, you know, the map is going to go up, is going to go to an island in the Philippines. So Nathan and uh, Nathan and Sully end up stowing away onto a plane, you know, taking us, eventually taking us to where the movie began at. Uh, so, and then in a whole scene, the whole, uh, effectively the whole Moncada family thing ends up amounting to nothing because, I mean, earlier in the film, uh, Santiago ended up killing his father to make sure the family fortune was there. And then Braddock ends up killing Santiago because she doesn't want hit because she wants the treasure for herself. So, and then all of that, and then Braddock betrays Chloe, uh, and then that whole, and then that all ends up leading to this ridiculous fight scene on the plane, which, I mean, and let's be honest, it is ridiculous. A lot uh, of the fight scenes are ridiculous. Fair, <laughs> I, I mean, I suppose to be fair, that's kind of this movie's charm. Uh, I, yeah, it is probably the best part of the movie. <laughs> Well, yeah, I feel like trying to describe this fight scene is not going to do it justice. <laughs> well, when I you're mean, looking at all the cargo spilling out of the plane, the fights, the like fighting on top of floating cargo, the and then like all of that landing into the ocean, the free falling. Yeah, I'm not even going to try. Uh, needless to say, basically after the after the plane fight. It's Chloe and Nathan washing up onto an island of the Philippines, conveniently right where they need to be, effectively. Um, you end up with the, then you end up with the Nolan North cameo, who's the, uh, who voices Nathan Drake in the games. Ah, okay, who that, that's that. who is. I didn't know that. I knew that was someone important. I just for, forgot to follow up and, and check who he was. Yeah, I, I didn't know who it was either. That's specifically why I followed up with that. I was like, I'm sure that's a joke that's going over my head. So, um, but yeah, so then we, re so a plot point that I forgot to describe at the beginning of the movie, um, Sam had been sending Nathan postcards for a number of years after he left the orphanage. And so uh, they kind of come back to prominence now because Nathan starts investigating these uh investigating these cards and ends up finding a hidden message in them that helps him by using by using the note cards the map as well as the uh, the two keys uh because they can kind of be used uh they can kind of be used to like point to a specific treasure on the map by like uh taking out like two of the needles sticking them on the map at certain points and then they kind of point to the actual location of the treasure um but before he does this, because he's with Chloe, he ends up misleading Chloe by giving her a fake set of coordinates, which causes her to effectively just be out of the rest of the movie. And then and then Nathan goes off to find the treasure, which he does find it first, but Sully and Braddock both follow him. Then, uh, and then from there, you have this very, very even more grandiose and ridiculous fight atop helicopters and 500 year old ships. Uh, and then at the, uh, at the pinnacle of the movie, effectively, um, I mean, so, I mean, Sully has his treasure, but he sacrifices it to save Nathan. Uh, Braddock ends up having that, having one of the ships crash down on her head, killing her. 
and then uh, and the Philippine government takes ends up basically taking control of the treasure. So no one, so no one gets the treasure out of any of the cats that we're following, except for the bag that. Uh, yeah, well, remember? except for the pockets that he stuffed. That, yeah, uh, look at their oh, stuff yep. I got for you. Stuffed his pockets. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. And you're also, right. where he do we like where he say he gives up the gold to save him at the end. Yeah, that, that was kind of what I wanted. I should have made that. Maybe I should have made that a little bit clearer. But yeah, right. Big um, character development for Sully. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what what can you say about this film? The Indiana Jones of Ocean's Eleven movies. A soap opera it, of the trails. <laughs> like, I, I, I would say it's sort of refreshing. Not gonna lie. What? No, <laughs> really? Think of the soap opera names, though, like Drakes of Our Lives, the Tomb Raiders, and the Beautiful. Maybe it was just because it's actually a newer movie that we're oh watching this time. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. I, it wasn't I, anything I special. But it was. It was just like. Okay, I know what I'm gonna get. This is what I got. Like that's fine. Yeah. Right. Like you know uh, Tom don't... Holland. You know like what he's gonna say. You know like his action sequences. Like, like his fighting sequences. Are like oh, that like they're kind of cool. Like the moves he was doing is like oh, that's kind of cool. And then Mark Wahlberg's humor. You're like oh, yep, that's Mark Wahlberg. But. I, I, I don't disagree with you in that. I think the fight scenes, fight scene choreography. And some of the comedy stuff is the best part of this movie. I, however, don't feel like that saves it from the, like, just shallow, like, children's cartoon level of plotline emotion that we see through the rest of the movie. Like, just endless chase scenes. The worst parts of Indiana Jones with better action scenes. Um I don't know. I, I like, I felt like there was so many, there were so many, like, like the fight scene was cool. And then, then they'd have to like stop and do some weird one liner that like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> or, yeah. but, oh man. That's literally every action movie though. I mean, it, how many, it was how giving many of me them do like one liners, like either before or after. Yeah. Like, I feel like this one really indulged in that though. Like it was like, the whole movie was just one-liners everywhere. And uh, it's like, I just felt like it was predictable in a way. And like the cool stuff, I think was like the, the chase scenes and like the, the, the visual aspects of it looked kind of cool, but then you have the stuff where they have like how many, like the, the plane fight scene where they're falling out of the plane and like, how many times did people bash into solid objects at high velocities and had no disorientation effects at all? Or like when they smash into the water on top of the crate? Um, I don't know. In like the mm-hmm. the part where he picks up the, the gun holster thing, what's that called where it goes around your shoulders? I think it's just a shoulder holster, I think. Yeah, the I shoulder think literally said it with like the holster. Yeah, the shoulder holster scene, right? Like that scene, okay, so when he picks up the shoulder holster, that's like Nathan Drake in the first Uncharted, right? Like that that's like what that scene was where he becomes like that character. Like yeah, I feel like that completing the signature look. I thought that was a really cool way to do that. I thought it actually worked pretty well. It wasn't like forced, it was kind of like a call out to this thing, but it wasn't like 
bashing you in the face with it. Like we're going to deliberately word this out for you. So you understand what we're saying. Um, right. Uh, it's giving it me was, fast and furious vibes. Not going to be uh, not going to lie. But, well, it was like fast, films. fast and the furious, but the opposite of family, like fast and the furious. If right. you didn't have family, cause everybody right. betrays everybody. Right, I think, right. I think towards the end, I tired of the constant backstabbing over and over again. It's kind of like, oh, I wonder if this person's going to betray the other person. And it's like I kept they kept making the they kept saying like, oh, this person's going to betray. You don't trust him. This person's going to betray. You don't trust him. And that was that was the whole thing. And then um, the irony is, is like Sully is kind of like the one person was the one person who didn't betray Nathan. Yeah. It, by than, the time. Other than the fact that he was just keeping secrets from him. Right. Well, by the time at the end where he like throws the bag and saves him, like, OK, great. Great. We, it's all culminated to you not not letting him die at the end with right. the boat. Um, I couldn't. I I I don't know. Sully's character. Like, how can you be so stupid but so like smart? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I understand. Like, Drake is supposed to one be the one that's like figuring everything out or whatever. But he literally had to do all of the like puzzle solving and treasure hunting and and everything. And it just seemed like, you know, they tried to make Sully out to be like some like really cool like spy treasure hunter guy, like slick. Like he stole the, you know, he stole the chain out of his pocket in their first meeting. And like he was like, oh, I knew you would call me. And like they like tried to like gas him up as like this like smooth like spy guy. And then he can't, I, I don't know. He, he just was, yeah. and maybe it's Mark Wahlberg's character, like, Acting like style, or I don't two know. Different roles, right? It's like right. sometimes he's this ace theft, and then other times he's like this like goon who can't figure out what the hell's going on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, what else? What did you guys like about this? Like, what other things? What aspects? Kind of, are you looking back and saying, "Oh, that was"? Because it I seems like the postcards. Guys... I thought oh, okay. the postcards were good. You know, they yeah. kind of pulled that all the way through, mm -hmm. um, through yeah. the movie. Um, I thought. The puzzle solving was a little shallow, but I think, like I said, the postcards kind of, you know, finished it because I didn't really think about it. And then when he pulled them out, I'm like, oh, yeah, like use the, you know, use the flame to, to check where, you know, check one of the postcards for the secret secret message. I thought, you know, I thought that mm -hmm. was really, really nice touch. And then, like you said, the the holster thing to kind of um, put forth Nathan Drake as Nathan Drake you know, according to the, the video games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the constant like betrayals was just tiresome. I did like how he find like Nathan finally, you know, learned his lessons and put the, the, f the fake coordinates down for Chloe before, you know, she, she took them and left. I thought that was a nice touch just to show him that, you know, he's actually learning. Was that our character development for the movie? I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was a decent movie. I think going in, you kind of, you know, got what you expected, um, especially for this, this day and age. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Kudra, what's your, I, I mean, I kind of have to agree. I mean, like, I, I definitely did like the flame thing where it's like, you know, because you, you see him in the orphanage, like, you know, 
Sam and Nathan are communicating through hidden messages with the fire, mm -hmm. exposing that hidden ink. And then, uh, and then that gets the call back with the secret messages with the, uh, with the postcards. It gets that payoff. I did like that. The action sequences are utterly ridiculous, but I, I mean, I, I can say that I, I enjoyed the, I mean, they definitely embraced how over the top they were and I can, uh, And, and I can, I mean, I can appreciate that. I, I can appreciate it. I can't believe you guys are giving this movie such a pass just for being, it's what we expected. Well, well I feel like the thing is, like, a pass. Th this is a, like, this movie is a popcorn flick from start to finish. It is, uh, it is a perfectly average globe trotting action adventure film with a bunch of thieves, with a bunch of thieves constantly stabbing each other in the back. This isn't yeah. a story. This isn't a story that ha that's like new to anyone. Matter of, it's like, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure there's like multiples of this, like well, the Tomb Raider movies. I could, uh, I mean, I just even watched one on Netflix earlier this year. What was it like, Red Notice or something like that, with The Rock and? Uh, oh, I didn't see that. Right. Oh, with The Rock and uh, Ryan uh, Ryan Reynolds. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's just, I mean. Again, like there's nothing new. There's nothing new about this movie. It, it is a it is cliche to its core. But I mean, but that's really the. But I feel like that's added. I feel like that's the worst thing I can say about it. Is it's cliche? I feel like, like the characters are pretty boring. Um, it becomes after at some point in the movie. I don't know if it's halfway. It becomes just a never ending chase scene, um, which. I find really just I, I found it grating to watch the movie outside of the action scenes. Do like you have the, a different definition of chase scene than I do, because like I don't see where like never ending chase scene is. They like stop to sleep for a night and then the, one of them backstab the other one and they're off on a chase again. Like it's just it's just like a go here, go here, go here, go here. And it's like have a conversation here, chase somebody, go here, have a conversation here. And it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like, this is like everything I hate about like video game and comic book movies is like the kind of shit this movie does where it's like, it's not even going for anything. It's like, let's just make a boring fucking movie where they steal an object. And, and then let's, let's put some outlandish stuff in there. Like, what about this old pirate ship? They could probably lift that with a helicopter. Like what, what the hell is lifting that thing with a helicopter? Just within like 10 minutes, they had that thing hooked up to the helicopter, pulled it the fuck out of there. And like, this would work. Like that would not work. It just, it's like, it's like these things all just build on me as I'm watching. And by the end, I'm like, this is a fucking joke. Like, well, no, I, I mean like, okay, if we, if I were to break my suspension of disbelief, like, I'm not even sure, like, because what was it? Ferdinand Magellan's was, uh, like, 1400s, 1500s. This is taking place in modern day. Yeah. So 500 years of a wooden ship being exposed to the elements, that there probably wouldn't even be a ship there. Right. Okay, so. So much less the fact that, much less, like, even, even if there was, like, in no way would you be able to fly it out of there like that. Absolutely right. not. And, and like, I guess suspension of disbelief, fine. Suspension of disbelief is the force and people controlling shit with the force. Where it breaks is when Princess Leia goes out into space and just 
doesn't have oxygen out in space and she just lives because of the force. This is this is that Princess Leia level of like suspension of disbelief where I'm like, I'm out. This is this is a joke. I, that's what I feel about this movie. And I feel like a lot of them kind of go into this and, and people seem to like it. I don't know. But when I watch it, I'm like, can't I? It's like they're not even trying to make like a good story. That's not even the goal of it. It's just like put a lot of cool and I, I would, the action scenes are cool. But then the whole story of the movie, I'm like, really? Like this is where we're at right now? <sighs> yeah, but it's made to make money, right? Right, yeah. I, and I'm here to watch it and say how good it is. <laughs> but like what you're saying, it's, it's a popcorn flick. Like when you, yeah. Did you watch the, the post-credit scene? Yep. Um, oh yeah, with the postcard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Does that does that make you want to watch like Uncharted two? No. Right. <laughs> I I don't think like I think and, they just slapped it on there to like to go with the trend or like you know like and like it's I, just a movie. I talk shit a lot about like the Avengers movies and that stuff for being like shallow and kind of cheesy, and I feel like this is worse. Like those to me, those are those are what I would call a popcorn flick. Like I can sit through the Avengers and not feel it being like grading. This movie is like grading. I'm like, I I don't want to. I just I wanted to stop. I'm like, I hate that I have to watch the rest of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I that's a whole different discussion. I think because <laughs> like uh, what's was it one movie that one of like the Avengers movies that comes to mind is uh, I think it's Iron Man two. Okay. Which was like I think one of the best Avengers movies where he like what? where he maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one. That's the one where he fights the guy with the whips. I don't know oh, his yeah, comic book name. Uh, I about to say like, Iron Man 2 is one of the best. We got to have a conversation about that. Maybe I'm thinking of the original then. Anyway. Iron Man, I don't Iron want Man... to get too far out of Sure. Sure. Out of here, but <laughs> okay. yeah, I don't know. Never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> Clear that from the record. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that's, like, it's a treasure hunting film. Like, you're going to go, you know, it's going to be pretty linear. Yeah. I don't know how you can do anything else with a treasure hunting movie. It, it, it's As I said, it's a cliche. To uh, me, I, I mean, do you guys feel, like, a lot of, like, Ocean's Eleven vibes towards the beginning and then, like, a lot of Indiana? I feel like I felt a lot of Ocean's Eleven vibes through the first half of the movie, and I felt a lot of Indiana Jones through the second half. Um, really felt a lot of Indiana Jones. I've never seen Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> me either. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Guys. Anyways. <laughs> To me, this felt like he's like getting the crew together, like finding the people and like doing this heist. And it, it very much felt like Ocean's Eleven. We'll have to watch it sometime. But um, I, I think that's probably all the good things I have to say about this movie. Um, what else you guys got? Anything else? Are we ready to rank this thing? I don't know. I'll, I mean, I'll watch, say, if they do, do make a sequel, I'll, I'll probably watch it. But All righty. Let's rank this movie. Let me uh, pull up our list here. Sorry, I didn't have my list up before. I will say Mark Wahlberg's humor did, like in the beginning, it was kind of nice, but 
Oh, the one where he talks about, like, I don't know, the phone apps thing. Yeah, I don't know. Some Sometimes, like, as it went further and further in the movie, I'm like, all right, that's enough of you, Mark. It's <laughs> <laughs> enough of you, Marky Mark. Yeah. It's, Mark yeah. Wahlberg play, it's Mark Wahlberg playing Mark Wahlberg. It, it kind of feels, and that's the one thing, too, is, like, Nathan Drake just feels like Spider-Man in a different skin. Um, I, I guess before we rank it, we can give our uh, individual rankings. Um, right. So... My ranking for this movie is an E. I, I debated, like, does it deserve a D minus? And then I remembered we don't have minuses because we're a positive podcast. And I put it in the E tier. Um, so it's an E for me personally. <laughs> That's why we don't have minuses? <laughs> yeah, it's a positive podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it's worse than than Final Fantasy for you? Or no, if I gave Final, Final Fantasy? Fantasy an F, <laughs> this okay. is so, <laughs> <laughs> this is a little bit better. <laughs> I I debated if it deserved a D because I, I did want to give it some credit for the action scenes, but just overall, I felt it to be. It, I could see the argument for a D, but I just think personally, it's an E for me. Kudrody got like an A or something. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Matter of fact, it's an S plus. Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> no, I. As I said, like this, I mean this. This is a cliche, average movie, um, and I, I feel like I'm just gonna give it an average rank of a C. It is a, as it's a popcorn flick through and through. Watch it once and then forget about it tomorrow. A burned popcorn flick. <laughs> But yeah, I I would I think it's a, I think it's right around a C. I gotcha. All right, Quinn, where are you at? I'm in agreement with Kudrow. I'm gonna put it at a C. Oh my gosh! It's definitely better than Final Fantasy. That's a hundred percent better than Final Fantasy. That's why it's not an <laughs> F. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's go to the ranking now. So our only other ranked one so far is Final Fantasy Spirits Within, which we decided on an E because somebody rated it above an F. And, and you know what? <laughs> I stand by that. I ranked it a D. All right, so we've got Uncharted here. You guys both gave it a C. I gave it an E. I mean, are you guys agreeable to a D, or do you feel strongly this should C. be in the C tier? Yeah. When we're, when we're looking at, which we can revise, obviously, but when we're looking at video game movies, I think... A lot of them are bad. Look at it. You gotta, you gotta kind of, you gotta curve to the top. (laughs) All right, Kudro, you uh, are you you feeling strongly this should be in the C tier for now? Um, I certainly, uh, I agree. Your opinion should be ignored, Colton. The C is clearly average. All right, it sounds like. All right, fine. We'll leave it in the C. All right, uh, Uncharted then is a C in our ranking of video game movies. 